Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. Yes, and we are talking about days 10 through 15 of the January Basho, which I completely enjoyed. I mm-hmm. found it an emotional roller coaster and a half. Mm-hmm. Loved how it ended. We will get there soon. We're going to talk about all of our favorite moments mm-hmm. from the last five days. But before we do, we we have some stuff that we need to talk about That's first. right. That's right. First, I want to remind you guys that at any moment, you can call in and make this a listener show. We do have a number. It goes right to voicemail. Mm-hmm. So if you have feelings about this Basho that yeah, you no wish one's to gonna share. Pick up the phone. Yeah, no, one's no gonna talk don't worry. To you. Don't worry yeah. for all those socially anxious people like me. Yeah, no worries. But at any moment, if you have an opinion about Sumo that you would like to share over the pod waves, all you have to do is call 903-664-5162. That is 903-664-5162 and leave us a message anytime. Yeah, and if you're out of the country, then our country code is like one. one. <laughs> I think. Uh, like, I don't know. One. I don't know how that would work. I've forgotten. But anyway, give us give us a, a shout out and let us know what your thoughts are, because we love to hear your voices. That's right. At any moment. And I just want to thank some people who have recently donated to us through our coffee account. It's just so very nice. So thank you, Mawashi Guru, whoever you are, mystery person. Thank you, Amy, who wrote, hey, I recently found your podcast. I'm having fun listening to it. Thanks for the joy you two bring to the sumo fandom. Oh, nice. That is what we are all about, bringing joy to the sumo fandom. Thank you, Dr. KVC Peter, who says, your podcasts are part of my sumo fandom. So thank you. Enjoyed your end of the year highlights on sumo mainichi. We did too. Yes. Yep. We love them. He meant Yes, we absolutely do. And he mentions they're my other podcasts. So awesome. And we're all in good company there. And he said, I really enjoyed your biographic material on Ura. And mm-hmm. I, you know, that's one of our favorite things to do over here is we love doing highlights on individual wrestlers and who their families are and knowing as much about them as we can. Their blood type, all that. <laughs> yeah. All the important their favorite foods, foods are. are. Yeah. Who they're dating. Mm-hmm. All that oh, kind we of don't stuff. Know, we never know that. But we <laughs> but, know that they've got a lady on yep. the side or that they've seen 25 times who is not their wife. That we do know. That we do know. Thank you to Hannah, who says thanks for all you do for English sumo ladies. Thank you, Rod. Thank you, Henry, who says, oh, my God, I love your show. Thank you, Thomas in Germany, Chris Spangler, Peter, Gretchen Anthony, who writes, I love, love, love your podcasts. Y'all, messages like this just make me so happy. Mm -hmm. It's not always easy to come in week after week and do a podcast. But when you receive messages like that, it just does make it so much easier. So um, also thank you to some of our monthly, some of the rest of our monthly donors, my Jessica, Annie, Scott, Carol, Dan, Caroline, Rod. You're just Y'all amazing. You're superstars. You are. You're, uh, you're Ozekis in our book. Yogazunas. That's right. And you know what? Like I love when all of the bingos come in and I hope so many of you were able to play our bingo game. And we're going to do a bingo highlight on our winners here in a few moments. But we really love just getting a few sentences of chat going with each of you and finding out, you know, where you're listening from. If you listen, you know, how new you are to the sport or how many years you've been invested in the sport. And for us, it's like, oh, this is really cool. This is one way we get to connect with you all. So for everyone who played bingo and everyone we get to know who is in this great big wide world of sumo fandom all over the world. Yeah. Even if you just write in and say, hey, bingo from Austria, like our little heart Let's go Austria. Austria? <laughs> what? Somebody knows about us in Austria. So anyway, it's just so it's so, cool. so so much fun. So thank you for being a part of it, and and I also find it enjoyable. Like you'll have a conversation via email with someone Mm -hmm. and then you'll take a break from email and I'll jump in later Mm -hmm. and I'm sort of like midway through this conversation (laughs) and I have to jump in, you know, and go, oh, I got to catch up because they've been talking to you. So Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff is really interesting. Mm -hmm. You just never know who you're emailing. That's right. It's a tag team effort (laughs) over here, but we do the best we can. But shall we do a highlight on our bingo winners? Yeah. 
we have two incredible winners. We have a Kachikoshi winner and a Makikoshi winner. And later on today, we will, do, we will be doing the um, drawing for the lottery for the second place bingos. But I have to say, before we do the highlight, we had like... 1 million Makikoshi bingos come in and we then did. like 10 like less than 10 it was not Hachikoshi bingo winners I've never seen it this uneven it was crazy yeah. yeah you could tell that a lot of people went out with injuries yeah and ended up on that Makikoshi side which will make the Bonsuke very interesting or maybe it was people out there watching the sumo and just being so upset about all the maki- all the people going out and they were like well at least I got a Makikoshi bingo better send that in <laughs> But let's start with them then. Our Makikoshi winner came in on like really early. This was our first bingo. Yeah, because, well, we had this whole mono-e because we were like, wait a second, Hokuto Fuji went out and we have to think of like statistically, if he decided to miraculously miraculously come back, could he win or still get a Kachikoshi with the remaining days? So... The bingo came in very early, and indeed, I think it was day 12 or something. 11. 11. So Alex was the very first one to have a have a bingo on both sides. So congratulations to Alex. A little bit about Alex here. He briefly stayed in Rogaku in 2018. He did some research on the area and learned it was the home of Sumo. Oh, so he was in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then people began to um, telling me it gets really busy around sumo time. And he said he wanted to see it myself one day. He hasn't been back to Japan since, but he's planning on going sometime soon. Me too. Alex was calling um, himself a fan of sumo, but didn't exactly follow until September 22 when it appeared in his YouTube feed, and I learned I could follow it. I think it was around the sumo primetime uh, started gaining traction. First Basho I followed was September 2022. I saw Tamawashi get the U show. I remember thinking to myself, this, oh. Noto- this Notowa attack is brutal and not being a fan of it. Oh. Although... He's changed his mind. They don't they don't know. Well, you know what I just realized? We keep saying he and Alex could be a oh, girl. That's right. So this is they. Okay. So sorry if we've gotten all your pronouns wrong, but here you are, Alex. So uh, started playing more sumo games uh, to make the matches fun and learned the Rikishi's names and joined Discord for more discussion and learned more sumo vocabulary. Alex's favorites are Takiyasu. Because of the Tachiai, and when he's healthy, he is impressive. That's so true. Hoshoryu, Kotonawaka, Hakuoho. Uh, Alex likes to cheer for skilled young up-and-comers. I was going to say, those are all... Yeah. Well, no, Takayasu's been around for a yeah, while. But also does not mind if the older guys win, too. They like to see history and legacies, you know, being made, and thought this bingo would be a good time for Kachikoshis on the card, but ended up with the opposite. Um, usually had dead squares for my bingo, such as Ted and Fuji. But lucky this time, shout out to Nato Sumo and Aurelia, who was a previous winner, for getting me to check my bingo and help me uh, work out that I actually got a bingo. Yay! Yeah, yeah, so congratulations to Alex. Way to go. You will be receiving, along with our Kachikoshi winner, a prize from Big Sumo Fan, who is also a supporter of this game. And uh, you will be getting a gift card to spend as you wish on whatever sumo merch makes you happy. And our Kachikoshi Bingo winner is Fumiko Nakamaru. Fumi wrote us back and said, okay, me and sumo, I'm Japanese, so sumo is not as exotic as to some. I was there on NHK TV when I was born. She was on NHK when she was born. What? Probably it was there. It was there like just on the TV all the time when she was born. So she didn't particularly appreciate it. It was just like another part of Japanese culture. But she says she left the country and sumo until one day, she couldn't remember exactly how it came about, but her kids who are now 28 and 26 mentioned that they were following sumo. Mm-hmm. And so that took her back to the sport after so many years. She says her sister and mom both live in Japan, have started to pay more attention to sumo as well. So sumo is now something that she has in common with her kids, her partner, who says that he was a fan of Tereo, and her family back in Japan. 
she will be in Osaka when the next Basho starts. Oh. So she's very much hoping to get a ticket to watch the bouts there for the very first time. That's so cool. So she's from Japan, mm-hmm. but has never been to a Basho. It was just sort of part of the background mm-hmm. of living in Japan. Yeah. And now she is involved in following Sumo and ready to go to a Sumo match. That is so wonderful, Fumi. And she will be, oh, this is a big winner, so she'll be getting your jam. Jam. And you'll also be getting a gift card on behalf of uh, Big Sumo Fan and us. And Robert, a Big Sumo Fan, he's based here in the U.S., but he sends sumo merch all over the world, so he will get it to you in Scotland. All right. Get your poetry quills ready. Get your voting fingers ready, y'all, because our most exciting episode of the year is coming up. Our Valentine's Day episode in which we pull you and ask you who the sexiest ricochet is, yes. is coming up. And so it's time for you to vote. Yes. You will be receiving, if you're on our e-news list, you will be receiving a poll to take. And we'll also share it all over our social everywhere we are that asks your opinion who you think the sexiest guy in sumo is and all of you uh, lovely sumo fans who happen to be quite talented in the realm of music or poetry or short stories we encourage you to either give us a call and leave your poem or your song on our voicemail or send us an email with a voice memo. That's also great. You can also just send any sort of poem written. A haiku. A haiku, if a you will. A short story. I mean, last year we had like 80 or 90 of them. And to be quite honest, we couldn't even get through them all. And this time of year makes me so excited because, mm-hmm. well, it breaks my heart a little bit because we can't always feature everything, but we do to try to feature some of these other things that don't make the cut other parts of the year when they make sense. So we're asking for your creativity. That's what we're asking for. <laughs> However, I will say if it gets a little too explicit, yes. <laughs> sometimes I don't share those. Those are from my eyes only. Yes. I do appreciate them. Yes, we always appreciate them. But I don't share them all the time. Yeah, because people <laughs> listen in mixed company. You never know. People might be at work. Who knows? Or, or maybe, maybe we'll share those for just our members. That's right. Our explicit... <laughs> version of but our Valentine's episode. Right. But, but any other know. kind of creativity, we're on board with. A song, a poem, yeah. a haiku, anything you want about a sexy yeah. and sumo we don't, wrestler. We don't mind a little heat. Just not full-on erotica. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that was our fault last year for not being quite so clear <laughs> that we're like, we're not looking for erotica here. But, but you know what? We appreciate it because we definitely benefited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just suggest it. Suggestive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy poetry. But also, you know, some of you may not lust for players, but appreciate their talent. And so send us your appreciation poetry. It doesn't matter who it is, what they look like. Just tell us why you like them. So call us, email us at sumokaboom at gmail.com. Call us at that number I mentioned earlier, or you can answer the poll that I'm going to send out. But we always bring all of your creativity to the fore on our Valentine's episode. That's right. So that's coming up. So just get ready. It's all we're saying. It's my favorite time of year to hear Ted and Afuji sing. I love you. I love you. I love it too. It's so good. It's so good. And y'all, we've we've never had the same Rikishi win this award twice. No, we'll They've see. always been someone new. So here's the parameters. Uh, he has to have fought in the top division over the last year. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So he can't be uh, like he can't be three years retired or something like yeah, that. Right? We're not active. looking for. Although historical. this makes me think we're just like ignoring all of these great guys down in Makushida and well, we Jirio, are. But, but you got to make the cut somewhere. That's right. That's right. So within the last year in the top division. Okay. That's it. Anybody you want. All right. So now let's head back to highlights. Way back when, on day 10, as we were approaching that day 
Kochunawaka, Onosho, and Onosato were tied for first place with 8-1 records, and Terna Fuji, Kirishima, Hoshoryu, and Asanoyama wow. were in second place with 7-2. I know it seems like a long time ago, because it kind of was. A lot happened in those last few days. <laughs> but I do want to mention on day 10 that Endo won, and I noted it only because this has been a rough Ugh, tournament brutal. for Endo. I don't know what's wrong. It well, just sort of seems like he's just showing up. Well, what do you think? Injury? Oh, it's the earthquake. Oh, yeah. You think it's the earthquake. I think his spirit is just really, really hurt from he's, that. He's just been out of sorts. It could be injury and that, but from day one, he's just been so sad. Well, and he's been that way for a number of Basho. Yeah, well, then it might be a, it might be an injury too, but... It's hard to know, but he did win on day 10. And I just wanted to mention it because it didn't happen very often. No, poor guy. So I did want to mention it. The best fight of the day for me on day 10 was between Atami Fuji and Tamawashi. Two giant, giant men. One of our younger fellows, Atami Fuji, versus... I think the oldest in the division right now, Tamawashi, yes. who's almost 40. Oh, my so God. Ancient. Almost 40. Now, I rewatched this bout over and over and over to watch closely to kind of try to figure out exactly how, you know, what happened ended up happening. But honestly, when I tried to break it down, it just got so technical that it's it's Almost better to explain it without any specifics. This bout, I don't know if you remember it. I do. I remember the visual. Yes. So there was an interesting sort of different Tachiai, but there was this kind of leap forward and then they stuck together. Atami Fuji drove Tamawashi's arm away, right? Because you mm-hmm. know Tamawashi's going to go for the throat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Tamo- Tamawashi was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. And Atami Fuji escaped backwards. And then Tamawashi came forward and... And somehow they both went airborne, twisting into the air simultaneously. And Tamawashi came out with a win. I honestly tried to figure out exactly what the move was. I know what the Kimarite was, but it doesn't matter because what it looked like was just like a whole bunch of shoving and then two huge men go airborne, twisting in the air almost at the same time. It was very athletic Mm -hmm. to see two huge men twist like that. And you just kind of go... Wow, there was a lot of strength in there somewhere on belts that I just missed because now it's just two huge men flying like feet up in the air, sideways in the air. It was just a very interesting visual and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Tamawashi came out with the win and it was kind of the best fight of the day. Yeah. Our co-leaders, two of our co-leaders met on that day, Kotonowaka and Onosato. And this was a first time meeting between the two of them. And I just have to mention it because it was real interesting what happened. Kotonowaka, our Sekiwaki, and Onosato, who's brand new to the top division and doing super well by everyone's standards. Wow, this guy is just on a freight train to winning this thing. Okay, so they're going to meet for the first time. And Kotonowaka dominated from the beginning. In fact, Onosato looked kind of caught by surprise and not ready for what came at him. And Mm -hmm. that was a very large Kotonowaka Mm -hmm. who caught Onosato with a double inside grip at the very top, took advantage of it, and Onosato tried to escape, you know, swiveling, doing something, anything, anything, and he could not escape. Mm -hmm. He couldn't escape. And so all I know is it must have been a very long walk back down that Hanamichi for Onosato, who maybe for the first time went, okay, this is harder and faster than I realized it was going to be. Yes. Okay, so that was exciting on day 10. Kirishima got his kachikoshi against Onosho. I was surprised by the history between the two. Onosho actually has a more of a winning record against Kirishima, or at least did at this point. Their record was four and five, Kirishima four, Onosho five. And both really got pummeled in this sumo match. Both were just pushing, pushing, pushing. I mean, you know how Onosho does, like arms swinging everywhere. And Kirishima just met him push for push. They were pummeling. They were pulling. The great balance from both of them at the end. 
Onosho ended up on his belly as Kirishima stepped aside. It really looked like Onosho was the aggressor from the very beginning, but Kirishima held his ground and stayed calm and just stepped to the side when he needed to, showed really pretty patience. Hoshoryu won against Daesho, not going to break it down for you. Terunofuji easily won against a very injured Kimbozan. So what happened, which was really exciting on day 10, is that that was the day that Kotonowaka had the lead all to himself for mm-hmm. the first time. And in second place, there's just one, two, three, four, five guys trailing in second place with Kotonowaka in the lead. Mm-hmm. Now for day 11. I'd like to say this is the day that I was like, you know, there's that guy named Shi- Shirazu- Shimazumi, Shira... Shira, whatever that guy's guy. name is, he's he's doing okay. Can I just say I was so wrong about him? I, I was, was too. I was I, wrong about so many things. Yeah, I was just basho. like, we're gonna just just gloss over this guy. He's gonna be up there for a hot second. <laughs> He'll be right I, back down in Jurio and yes, with Iran. I think I said, and I quote, "No one expects very much from this guy." <laughs> And I was so maybe so wrong. he was listening, but and he I, was like over in Japan yes. going, except for me. But I, I also believe. I also said Terunofuji's never gonna finish this basho. <laughs> I well, believe that also came out of my mouth. So wrong. Why does anyone wrong. listen to me? I don't know. <laughs> but let's jump towards the latter half of this basho uh, day. Not the whole basho, just this day. Uh, Shodai versus Tommy Fuji. This one had me smiling because a Tommy Fuji up top had the quicker touchy eye. Yeah. Shodai mustered the energy to charge back on a Tommy Fuji and rushed him to the edge. A Tommy Fuji moved laterally and then he got inside and tried an Uwatanagi. A Uwat- Uwatanage or a Uwatanagi. A Uwatanagi. A Uwatanagi. A Nugi? A Nugi, isn't it? A Nugi? A Nage? I don't know. A Nugi? What do you call when you scratch? Yeah, Nugi. You scratch somebody's head with your. Anyway, he gave him a Nugi. And then. Atami Fuji stayed upright, and Shodai comes in close, grabs a hold, and charges again. Atami Fuji is rushed again to the opposite doyo edge and almost out again, but he moved really well laterally. And then, with this outside under the shoulder grab, shoves slash thrusts down Shodai beside him with a Tsukiyotoshi. It was very pretty, and I felt like Shodai got Shodai'd by Atami Fuji with all that lateral magic at the edge. He did, and it was nice to see Atami Fuji win. I mean, he sort of hit the wall with this Basho. Atami yeah. Fuji rose and rose. And, well, I know the first time he was in the upper division, yeah. he had a tough time. But then he rose and rose and rose and got to M1. And now for the first time, he's struggling a yeah, little bit just, against the top of the top. Yeah, he's just getting... He's just finally getting the experience of what it's like. They all go through this. Yeah. Where they have kind of a meteoric rise, all their energy, nobody's fought them. And now everybody's like knows what their technique is and then starts to work around it to get the wins over him. And he's just learning how to, you know, next level his sumo. <laughs> Kotonowaka versus Oho, the battle of the famous heirs was won by Kotonowaka, but I was still impressed by Oho, who found some mojo after being rushed to the edge, and he calmly inched back on Kotonowaka. It didn't work in the end, as Oho decided to evade laterally and pull as he's doing it, so Kotonowaka just shoved him out from there. So it was kind of a rookie mistake, Um, but I always like to see dynasty heirs go up against each other, and Kotonowaka showed that he is clearly more experienced than Oho at this point. Yeah, he's a little older and and yes, more experienced. But Oho, I like this tournament. He he finally showed up a little bit more than he has in the past and I like I've liked watching him find some of his sumo spirit. I didn't watch him at all this tournament. Oh. <laughs> it got to day 15 and I saw how well he did and I thought I haven't paid attention to oh. you at all. Well, that's okay because I was. <laughs> That's so good. good. <laughs> Ozeki Kirishima versus Sekiwake Daesho. Kirishima handily beat Daesho. He was just faster and he got in there quicker and blunted Daesho's thrusting game with a huge shoulder blast that turned Daesho sideways. And then he couldn't recenter himself when he needed to. And Kirishima was just all over him, finished him off with some Tsupati attack. And I was like, okay. He uh, he won by Tsukidashi. And I was like, all right, all right. Hoshoryu versus Onosato. Onosato lost this one by a huge heave-ho from Hoshoryu, but he met 
Hoshoryu's quickness, and I think that the next time they meet, he will beat Hoshoryu. Oh, I, that's, that's my prediction. That's quite a prediction. I see so much promise in this kid is what I wrote, and I think everybody else saw a lot of promise in this kid. But he fought very well up against uh, Ozeki, and... Uh, at this point, he's just one behind Hoshoryu with the wins. So that brings me to our last bout of the day, Ted and Fuji versus Onosho. Onosho tried to be fast, but Ted and Fuji was all over it, grabbed a hold of Onosho's Mawashi and just swung him out. Pretty easy for Tedu. And afterwards, his look towards Onosho was like, man, you got to come come up with a better game plan than that to beat me. <laughs> Onosho just like came with all bluster and Ted and Fuji was like, I can handle bluster. You got to come up with something else, buddy. So that's it for day 11. Honestly, I was just amazed at how much better Terana Fuji got day by mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, one of the Japanese announcers, the guy that was like, what makes Yokozuna get better day by day? Winning. And I thought, well, he's certainly proving it. Mm-hmm. Certainly proving it. Uh, day 12 was the day Shimazumi got his kachikoshi. Right. Yeah. The Again. guy that we expected exactly nothing out of. Well, and I think I had never, because I don't tend to watch Jurio very often, I just had never seen the kind of spunk that he has. I mean, he is strong. He's He's a great pusher. But he's got, more than anything, like I sense a real desire to be there, you know, like the anti-Endo. Endo, uh, right now, it doesn't seem like he wants to be there. No, he just wants to go home, <laughs> take a warm bath. Yeah, but this kid does. He is like, I yeah. want to be here. I don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. You you sumo kaboom gals may not think much of me, but I am glad to be here. Yes. And so I was really glad. He just kept proving me wrong all over the place. So I, You know, I and that's it. the thing about not watching Jurio. Like, we do so much stuff with the podcast and everything. It's just like, how many hours in the day can you dedicate to sumo? And it's so nice when some of you write in and let us know who are the up-and-comers in Jurio. And speaking of that, one of our listeners, Kay, has been sending me all of this propaganda because it is propaganda, <laughs> propaganda but I'm who? all all over it. I'm all about it. There's this kid who's just crushed Jurio, and he he won in the end. Is Takaru Fuji, not Takaru Fuji, Takeru Fuji. Okay, and he so is, he'll be coming up next time. Uh huh. All right, so okay. we'll learn more about we'll him. We'll learn more about him. But that's the thing. Sometimes we just miss these great guys in Jurio just because. We just can't cover it all, but we love it when they come up and prove us wrong. Yes, yes, yes. I do have to mention on day 12, Shodai went up against Shona Naomi, who finally, after losing for nine days in a row, Shona Naomi finally won when Shodai decided to get aggressive. And it doesn't always work when Shodai gets aggressive. He's better when he's responding to other people's mm-hmm. aggression. And I think Shodai was like, oh, I got this guy. I got this guy. I got him. I got him. He's lost nine days in a row. Oh, shoot. No, I don't no, have. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Shonen Naomi has a great belly, too. A great he round does. belly. Well, and he, he has great sumo, too. But I think he's another one that rose to a point where he was like, oh, this might be a little too high for me. And he's injured. The competition is a bit too much. Oh, is he injured? I think I he's injured. He? But I also could be making that up because I cannot cite the source. But I okay. just thought when I was watching, I was like, he's injured, right? He's fighting like he's injured. Well, I know. Kim, well, it's, it's easy to lose track of who is injured because I'm, so many of them are. I'm pretty sure that every single one of them are injured. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just what degree are they injured? Well, so true. What degree? So, so true. Kota Nawaka won against Onosho uh, simply by being solid, waiting, being steady as Onosho Slipiotoshied out. So that what that meant was on day 12, Kota Nawaka stayed in the lead. And I was getting more and more excited for a possible Kota Nawaka Basho here, mm-hmm. which meant I was like watching everybody at the top. Okay, who's in second place? Who's going to stay with him? Karishima stayed with him. He had an easy Hataki Komi against Tamawashi. It's so great when these guys make it look so simple, because I know it's not simple. Terno Fuji made it look so simple against Onosato, and I would expect that. Can you believe that a first-timer in the top division got to meet a Yokozuna on his first Basho in the top division? Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Pretty big. Yeah. That's got to be exciting. It was one swing around, and Onosho, <laughs> I mean, 
Onosato. It's too many O's in this one. Onosato was out. It was like one Uwatanage. Like Taro just got in. He had those long arms. He got the belt and that was out. But all the evidence that Onosato needed to go, oh, Clearly, I have big dreams, but I am nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, this is okay. This is a bit different, and you know he was thinking that all the way back on the Hanamichi. But at the end of day twelve, what it meant was eleven and one Kotonowaka, ten and two. We had three guys: Terunofuji, Kirishima, and Hoshoryu. And I forgot to mention Hoshoryu, but he had no problem winning on day twelve, and he still looked great on day twelve. Day thirteen. Onosato, back from the loss, but out to prove something. And uh, he crushed Takanosho. Endo, God bless him. He got a win. I appreciated the beltless arm throw that seemed easy on a very tricky, very strong wrestler of Ryujin. Don't know where this Endo has been for the beginning of the tournament. I guess this Endo shows up on day 13. Better late than never. I wrote, and I quote, Endo arrived. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... Who knows? Also, another one that I was like dead on arrival, who is clearly not dead on arrival, was Tsurigisho. You know, his little ankles, they're not little. They're quite large. But his legs, his legs and his cellulitis or whatever he has, like, always stresses me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that knee. And the knee. And I'm just like, he just looks unhealthy and he's hurt. And then, you know what? He came back. He beat Shodai. So the first time around, it was a dual like, same time landing in the dirt. I don't know that I agree with that one. Right. I I right. thought Shodai should have won that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I wrote in the in the slow-mo, it was clearly a Shodai win. Yeah. As he somehow defied gravity for a split second longer. Yeah. So I think Shodai got robbed he did. on day 13. It was a redo. And that led to Tsurugisho getting the win. Um, he very much desired. Uh, Tsurugisho came blasting at the Tachiai and Shodai absorbed that and rebounded so hard he plunked himself to the dirt. I think Tsurugisho wanted it more. <laughs> I don't think it matters to Shodai. Yeah, I, I don't think I he, really think he just he's goes just back in it for free food. And he's just going to go listen to his music and uh, go eat some food and have fun with his friends. Right. Yeah. He's easygoing. Yeah. He shook it off. Well, Asanoyama over uh, Gonoyama. This was a beautiful, beautiful Kotanage throw by Asanoyama to get that kachikoshi he so desperately wanted after being out. Can we talk about how amazing that is? Yeah. I mean, I was so glad to see him back. Yeah. Even though he was a bit sore, he threw the hell out of Gonoyama, yes. which gave me confidence that like this little little ankle tweak is nothing. Next tournament, he'll be back. And he'll be Sanyaku. We all want him to be there. Because his sumo is so good. Yeah. I mean, he is like a wall. He's hard to get around. He is strong. He should be fighting up there in Sanyaku. And it's like... Just to get him back there is painful. Oh, my God. Yeah. This was a big day. This was a pretty exciting day. But Uda versus Tobizaru. Here's another fight that was like, it should have gone the other way, I think. Anyway, mm. the Gyoji initially called it for Tobizaru and then swung his fan around and was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The, I mean, the other guy won. Like, oh, I like I totally called it for the other guy. None of you none of you saw that. I initially did it one way. And that, anyway, that was just flair. It was just flair. Yeah. So <laughs> just a kind of... The way I would call a match if I was a guilty was like, I don't know, this guy, I don't know, this guy, sorry. That's wrong. I'll do a jump and a uh, herky and now uh, this guy. Exactly. And a herky. <laughs> anyway, which is a cheerleading move if no one knows what a herky is. It's a cheerleading jump. Anyway, back to Sumo. Ura, as he was turning in the air, he fell to the clay like a total gymnast would. His finger brushed the dirt, though. And I will have to say it would have been impossible to see that. Even though these Gyojis see everything, it would have been literally impossible to see how that happened so quickly. They reversed the decision after the Manui and they called Tobizaru out first instead of Ura, even though Ura's finger brushed the doyo floor as he was falling. I never saw it except in all of the slow-mo replays that people were posting on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw it. it. No, I saw it. The Japanese uh, version, I think, had the slow-mo and you saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. So in my opinion, it should have been a do-over at least because oh. it was so close. But he was... But his feet were in the air. They were both They were both kind of dead men. So... Yeah. I mean, when your feet are in the air and your finger like yeah. brushes the ground, aren't right. you... I, I, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Ura got the win. <laughs> and you don't like one. it. 
No, I'm fine with it. Oh. So his finger touched the dirt. Big deal. <laughs> anyway, Karishima versus Ozeki Hoshoyu. Ozeki versus Ozeki here. This is an even Tachi eye, but Karishima. Yeah, both at 10 2. Yeah. They just. Uh, Karishima just did Hoshoryu's best trick on him. He stuck out his foot and ushered Hoshoryu over it for a beautiful win called a Nimaigiri. What that is is an ankle-kicking twist down. How would you describe that? Hoshoryu, well, I knew he, it must have twisted because Hoshoryu <laughs> hurt himself. Like, as he got up, he was oh, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. am in a bit of pain, and that doesn't... Oh, that um, look on his face? Yeah. And I you don't tell. see that. I he was just kind of swallowing it down. And Karishima, I think that at that point, I was like, I'm worried about Karishima next time around because I think Hoshoryu is going to be like, I remember that last time. I had never seen it. Um, but Hoshoryu could still walk, but it wasn't like pretty. And I wondered, is that his knee? Whatever the case, it looked a little scary for someone who never really shows pain. The last time this Kimarite was seen was in January 2014. What it was is like Kirishima wrapped his foot around the ankle of Hoshoryu, lifted up and twisted at the same time as ushering him backwards to the ground. And it looked like this doesn't get done a lot because it probably does injure people. But it would be the one move that Hoshoryu would likely use on anyone because he loves the leg work. He yeah. loves the leg picks. So, Did you read what Hakuho said about it? No. Well, it was a perfectly timed trip. And Hakuho said it's a move from judo. It's mm. a judo throw. And he said, and I didn't know this, that both of those guys were in the same judo class as kids. Oh, wow. So they both would have learned that in yeah. judo class together. Yeah. And Hakuho said it was a brilliant, brilliant use of um, a throw that is almost never done in sumo, but oh, often right. done in judo, that they both would have known. And so that's why when I looked again at the look on Hoshoryu's face at the end, I was like, oh, is that a look of, oh, I should have, why didn't I use that move? Right. You know? Well, and it's interesting that Kirishima would use that move on him. Yeah. He might be respectful enough to be like, I'm not going to use this on Tsurigisho. This might like break his leg. But for somebody who he knows is agile and he knows what the move is, he's not going to be upset about losing falling victim to it. Right? Except. Except when he got injured. Yeah. But you know what? I... That's what I meant by I think I'm worried for Kirishima next time around because I think Koshori is going to come with all of his old school judo tricks. <laughs> anyway, last <laughs> bout of the day, Tedanofuji versus Kotono Waka. Everyone cared about this because this is really uh, kind of the the you show in some respects of going like, well, this determines who's in first. Who's in first. Is it going to be one guy or are many we going to have a bunch of playoffs or is it somebody going to cruise into this the next couple of days? I will say, thinking back, for a split second, I thought Kotonowaka had the Yokozuna. Mm. But Terunofuji had his arm in like this sort of dislocation sort of position and Kotonowaka could only drive forward with his arm in the air. Teru recharges his energy and then advanced back on Kotonowaka with a belt grab and a really close body position. And that charge eventually put Kotonowaka over the edge. It was a Yorikiri win. But the initial charge, right, was like all Kotonowaka and he advanced Terunofuji back and he was on his heels and amazingly close to the edge. But Kotonowaka couldn't finish him off. And now Kotonowaka and Terunofuji are tied at 11 and 2. And Karishima. There was a three-way tie after that day. Yep. yep. Oh my God, day 14 was so exciting to me. Yes. I was so thrilled. I could not wait for the day to get there. A three-way tie for first. And the whole day delivered. The entire day. There were so many interesting throws and moves that took place. I do want to mention... Takara Fuji got his makikoshi on day 13, the day before. So I, I wanted to call this day the changing of the guard day because these yeah. first three bouts of the day or some of these early bouts of the day was complete, like Takara Fuji, veteran versus youngin. And the veterans lost. And every one of the veterans lost. Ugh. Takara Fuji has just been in this top division for so long. Yeah. I think it was something like 11 or 12 years. He's... He's towards the end, and he's injured. Like, come on. 
They all get injured at that age. It'll be real interesting to see if he retires or if he goes down to Jurio and then pops back up. I don't know. I don't know. But I just wanted to to mention that. It's also the day that Hoshuryu went out. Yes. So that meant on day 14, Terana Fuji got a freebie. Yes. Which was kind of a letdown to some people I know, but I was I was kind of like, you know what? Koto Nawaka got a freebie earlier. Why can't a Yokozuna get a freebie? Right. Great. Take advantage. Give him a day to rest. Yeah. But the reason I wanted to mention Takara Fuji in the beginning was because he met Oho. Mm-hmm. And this this was the only day I think I watched Oho. And was in, like enough. I was watching him enough to be really impressed. This was a long fight between Takara Fuji and Oho. And he ended up losing this at Maegashira 16. But I think, I think more than anything, I just kept thinking, I'm going to miss his calmness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss the way he slows down every fight that he's in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to miss his buns. Yeah, honestly. Best buns in the biz. Yep. Ono Sato on day 14 met Sadano Umi and did a twisting backward knee trip. And what this is, is if you step behind your opponent with one leg and you push them back over your own knee, they head down to the ground. And it was just really impressive to see Ono Sato, this new guy in the division, do it on a veteran like Sadano Umi. Really well done. Ono Show did a sort of a desperation headlock throw right at the edge against Meisei. It's, you know, you grab your opponent's head, you throw both of yourselves out, and uh, wow, Onosho came out with that win. But I'm always kind of impressed when anybody uses that move and Mm -hmm. then people walk away with it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adored watching Midori Fuji pull a Katasukashi on Ryuden on day 14, taking Ryuden... Two, three, and eleven. I will never tire of watching a tall man go down so hard by such a small man. And Midori Fuji did it so beautifully. He like pulled Ryudin around in a circle and then down to the ground. It was just so good. So, so good. And I loved it. I think the local favorite on day 14 was Shodai versus Ura. Mm-hmm. Now, Ura has a makikoshi. He's going to be leaving Sanyaku. But back and forth, it was unpredictable, as you would expect from both of these guys, really. You just never know what they're going to do. Ura pushed up from down below with so much strength. Shodai grabbed an arm, tried to pull a kotanage, almost got Ura out. And then Ura swung out of that. Ura retreated and grabbed Shodai's arm as he did it and pulled him down to the ground. It's just, it's always so thrilling when you're like, oh, this guy's going to go out. No, this guy's going to go out. No, this guy. It was a huge move. So well done, Ura, on that win. Terana Fuji, of course, got his win for just showing up that day and doing the Doyo Iri. Mm-hmm. Well done. Kirishima and Kota Nawaka. This, this was the match. And this, there was so much on the line on we this match. We have a Yokozuna wannabe and an Ozeki wannabe. Exactly. Karishima, he's looking at, okay, if I could just string two Basho wins together, I can become Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. And he's tied for first place, but he's got to beat Kotonawaka and probably win the following day. Or maybe he could lose against Terana Fuji, who's a Yokozuna, and it would right, still be okay, but, but he has to win against Kotonawaka. And then we have Kotonawaka, who's sitting at that 33rd win. He mm-hmm. has to win this in order right. to get his Ozeki And his status. family legacy. And they're both 11-2. and two. And I was just like... I. I almost couldn't watch it. It was one of those moments where I went into it with my eyes like really wide and I was like I there's no there's no way I can be like 100% thrilled with whoever wins yeah. this. I hated any uh, either outcome. I hated. Oh, it was just like yeah, you just get so upset that someone has to lose. Right. Sometime. And this was that match for me. I was like there's no way I'm going to completely love this match. No way at all. Wow. The tension was so high that they couldn't quite get the tachiai right. Kotonawaka jumped forward early, not once but twice. So you could tell that he was nervous. He was nervous. Yeah. So he was trying to calm himself down. Karishima looked calm, but perhaps a little too calm. Once they finally got going, at the same time, there were big grabs for the throat. They thrust each other's arms away quickly. 
Kotonowaka swiped from the side, which turned Karishima away, and then Kotonowaka got in close and pushed out Karishima. And I will say Karishima looks so, so disappointed in yeah. himself. You could see like the falling apart of the dream is yeah. head. And it's so hard when so much is on the line with like the next five seconds mm -hmm. of your life. Mm -hmm. You try to be as present as you can and react as well as you can. And so I think everyone had this sort of muted, oh, should I celebrate? Should I not? They were so happy for Kota Nawaka, so happy that now he was going to become Ozeki. Like it was sure he had the numbers. And we weren't going to see Karishima in the white rope anytime. So it was like happy, sad, so thrilled, so upset. It's so hard to explain a moment like that. But it was the match we all waited for and it delivered. And that is it for day 14. All right. Day 15. Shimazu Umi, the guy we don't pay attention to. He you mean was, Oho? Uh, exactly. <laughs> he was up for a prize, but he lost it because he had to win the fight between him and Meisei. It's and kind like, of sad when they do that. I know. But I was like, oh. And then Atami Fuji and Shona Naomi, there is some sort of beef there. Shona Naomi has had a terrible basho, but he came out fighting today like a complete champion. So I don't know where this fighter has been thus far. But he beat Atami Fuji. One match to mention only for the rare moves. This is what I called the wacky behind the backy Kimarite. This is Ura. Oh, I like that. Wacky behind the backy. Ura versus Rudin. I don't even actually understand how it happens, but it was an underarm forward body drop called a Saitori. And I saw it and... Ura, as usual, he kind of ducks his head under and gets under the shoulder of Ryudin and then leans back and uses his neck to force Ryudin to the dirt behind him and hits first. But it's uh, it's like a body slam uh, from behind. From a squat. Yeah, from a squat. Using your neck. Yeah, when as, you're shorter. Which is really dangerous. When but, you're incredibly shorter. Yeah, you can Then do. the guy... That you're throwing down. It's imp it looks impossible. It looks like it shouldn't work. No, but, but it does. Uda did make and it work. People loved it. I know. The next bout I'd like to talk about is um Kotonuaka versus Toby Zaru. I will have to say that this matchup, I was like, maybe this is not the toughest bout, but we do need another Ozeki. <laughs> and so Kotonuaka was up against Toby Zaru. He handled him well and definitively. It's not an easy bout, you know. Tobisaru's not a pushover. Um, Kotonawaka got pushed back initially, but his patience came through. He thought about what to do and executed a beautiful throw on Tobisaru and shoved him to the dirt. And the look on his face said everything. It was an uwatanage for, for an Ozeki win on Kotonawaka. So that sealed the fate for him. And he knew that um, he was going to become an Ozeki with that win. Terunofuji versus Kirishima was laughable, only because Kirishima has nothing compared to the guns ablazing that Teru had. Terunofuji drove, lifted him up, and tossed him out. Uh, Kirishima had never been, had never beaten him, so he probably knew his Yokozuna dreams were crushed. Um, but still, I think for Kirishima, it was a back-to-back -back thing. I lost up against this kid, and then I got creamed by the Yokozuna, and I am not of his level yet. And I think that's what will keep him moving forward in the future and he has a positive attitude and i believe that <laughs> kirishima can do it yay we had a playoff then between Fuji and kotonawaka as it should be the yokozuna was the best i will say that kotonawaka put up a good fight but the yokozuna is just better he's taller and he's stronger and beating a yokozuna is not easy and it never should be but i think he will one day beat Fuji. you have to be so insanely good as a Yokozuna. And I think mm -hmm. I understood that in the past, but when you see the people vying for the position and then you see how how they're handled by a real Yokozuna, you go, oh, yeah, like we can hope for these kids to like really move up the ranks, but like to become someone like Hakuho, like Kakaru, like yeah. Tadunofuji, it's next level. And we just, we haven't seen this level in five tournaments because Ted and Fuji's been out. So I don't even remember actually the bout, to be quite honest. I just remember that Ted and Fuji, there was a one quick second up top 
of a little bit of scariness. And then it was just an easy win for Ted and Afuji. Um, and he won the tournament, which was huge. Yeah. But um, he is so incredibly good and everyone has so much catching up to do. Yeah. I remember uh, in the interview with Ash Warren, mm -hmm. he talked about how a, a Yokozuna, to become a Yokozuna, you should be dominant. That is the definition. Mm -hmm. Not just good, not just better than everyone, but dominant. Right. And I tend to forget that, too. You know, when you don't see him in a while, you're like, oh, he's a little injured. Mm -hmm. But even when he's not 100%, he's still dominant. Well, and, and so is Fuji, like, towers over everyone. He's so incredible. You just look at his neck muscles and you're like, yeah. nobody else has that. Like he's You spend all your free time lifting weights yeah. for a reason. And he's so good and quick yeah. and even injured, he's dominant. So, yeah. Congratulations to Ted and Fuji, but also congratulations yeah. to our newest Ozeki, who is Kota Nawaka, who we're still unsure if he's going to change his Shikona. It has been right. rumored that he might to his grandfather's uh, Shikona, but he also might wait till he gets a victory at the Ozeki position to assume his grandfather's name. So I cannot wait till next week when we get to feature Kota Nawaka. And I'm sure in the next couple of days we'll be seeing, or it's happening right now or the next morning, we will be seeing more interviews. We will see the Ozeki promotion happening. It is certain he has been offered the promotion, but we just haven't seen the ceremony yet. So we will be doing a feature on him next week and talking about where he comes from, his grandfather and his father and which we've done an episode on him before but it should be pretty cool because we have another ozeki to add to the ranks that's right we should also celebrate wakamotoharu yes. i can't believe i made it through an episode without talking about him a lot that is his shoulders true. but he did win an outstanding performance prize for beating terano fuji right and he said i liked I always like what they say in their interviews, but uh, I like the way he said he was able to beat both leaders, but unable to be in the leader race with them. Yes. So he has some work to do. Yeah. Who else won, won the awards? I ono forgot. Sato. Ono Sato did. Won the award for uh, essentially best newcomer. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. obvious. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so congratulations to him. And then Koto Nawaka won the the technique prize mm. this time and uh he of course he was like oh i've i've the results are what matters and i didn't exactly get the results that i needed i still have a lot of work to do i will train for the next tournament is basically what he said but tarana fuji did say that he could tell that kotonawaka had gotten stronger and so he hopes that kotonawaka will continue to train well yes <laughs> for the next time that they meet and Wakataka Kage, way back down in... Oh, yes, we should have mentioned Makushida, that. He won. So we'll be seeing him in Jurio, I think. Or was he Makushita 10? He's right on the cusp of getting the bump up to Jurio, but he dominated all of the Makushita as people and, as expected. And so that's a little bit exciting for me, too, is to see him on the rise again. So He's probably picking up the phone and calling Terana Fuji and saying, OK, do you remember when you were back in my place? Like, how did you handle it? How did you do it? Yeah. Just like he is. So congratulations to all of the winners. I'm sure they're listening. Sumo Kaboom is very proud of you and your incredible efforts during the January Basho. And also to all of our bingo winners who, or wizards. Um, bingo wizards. Bingo well wizards who also dominated and brought their absolute best A game to the January Basho. That's right. We hope you all train well at home. That's right. Continue to get stronger. That's right. On your own, show up, aim high. The results are what counts. That's right. And until next week, send in some of that poetry or start writing it in your songs That's because right. we are excited for our Valentine's Day episode. So until next week, I am Leslie. I'm Laurie. See y'all later. Bye. -bye.